Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm great. I think I should bring my mic just a little bit closer. I can't really hear myself. Oh, no. Okay, there we go. I think I'm okay. Hopefully it does not fall on the ground because that would be a problem. Oh, that would be, that would be quite the nightmare. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to my home. Yeah. Because we are recording live from my parents' kitchen, aka <laughs> also my kitchen. Yes. And I'm staring at the beautiful flowers Alicia brought me. As my Valentine. Yeah, it's it's going to be Valentine's Day, the day before we post this. Yeah. So, so happy Valentine's Day. Right. Happy belated Valentine's Day. Happy, what is it? Valentine's Day is the next day or is it the day before? I think it's the day before. I think. I feel like. I don't know. I got to re- rewatch that episode of Parks and Rec. Yeah, I don't recall. But this is the first time anyone who is not my parents has bought me flowers <laughs> on Valentine's Day. So thank you. Yeah, you're They're welcome. Beautiful. I'm honored to have this. And she brought me wine. It's like, yeah. what, what are we getting? What? <laughs> oh my God, this is the best anyone's ever treated me. Maybe I'll just marry you. Yeah, there you go. For uh, not married by, what is it usually people say? Like I have a pact but, with my best friend, oh, yeah, yeah, Becca, yeah. that if we're not married by 40, we'll marry each other. And I brought it up to her, I think last year. And she's like, I never said that. And I was like, bitch, what? I have been counting on this. <laughs> you better not let me down. So you got to get those tax breaks somehow. Yeah. Right. What am I going to do? Have a, what am I going to do? Have a kid? (laughs) Not on my watch. I always make that joke. Like, Oh, I miss, I might as well like, Oh, I'm having a baby. Like I make having a baby jokes all the time. And everyone's always like, don't you need a man first? And I was like, not in this day and age. Not really. Who needs a man? Honestly, men ain't shit. Men men ain't shit. Except for Chris Evans and Matthew Gray Goobler. And go all in. There we go. Add him to the list. Add him to the list. I mean, he's not wronged me yet. Yes, he hasn't wronged. There's still time, as like most men let me down. So, you know, I gotta just add that in there. We have our expectations like set below (laughs) zero. Yes. For most men. And most of the time, they do worse than we expect, which is always shocking. Yeah, because the bar is just so low that you're like, there's no way. How do you not meet this bar? It's not that hard. You would think. You would think. You would think. This isn't this isn't a podcast about bashing men. There are <laughs> men that we love. My dad particularly. I love my dad too. Sometimes he's a little bit kooky. Aren't all men. Yeah. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a rosé that I bought from this wine uh, store in Williamsburg that I happened to walk by and was like, oh, I'm going to go in there. So. And you got your dad's alcohol. At the yeah. same time. Yeah. No, not at that one, but the oh, same day. One. Yeah. I went to like four different stores to find this alcohol <laughs> that he wanted. I did find it. I did buy it. The uh, cash, like the person who was cashing me out, looked at me like I was crazy because I wanted two of them. Yeah. I don't blame you. It was like $150. Yeah. 130 Oh, okay. I got it for cheaper. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> I know. Love that for you. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking? I am drinking the wine you brought me. Mm-hmm. The 19 Crimes Cab, and it's very good. I have no real bad things to say about it. Um, it doesn't have a very strong taste, which is dangerous for me, <laughs> um, especially if we're driving to get dinner after this. Do you want to start? Yeah. I am doing This Is How You Lose the Time War, <laughs> which is a time travel novel. By Amal El Matar and Max Gladstone. Ooh, is it at all in any way related to Doctor Who? No, not at all. Because that, <laughs> that's just that's the Time War. Just reminding yeah, me of Doctor it Who. It does. It is a sci-fi, obviously, because they are time travelers. You but... can tell we're giant nerds that she's reading a time traveling <laughs> sci-fi, and I actually know the Doctor Who reference that I just made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there's like a, t- a Doctor Who reference in this book. I don't know if it's like exact, but they use like timey wimey, which is like they yeah, use which that. he's definitely yeah. said. He's definitely yeah, yeah, said. yeah. So I was like, we were on Tumblr in 2014, <laughs> 2013. When I was in, I was on Tumblr in 2011. <laughs> like we were, we were in the thick of it. So we were in the trenches of the what super who lock. Yeah, <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will can't. say, you know what? I can proudly say I never, I watched like two episodes of Supernatural and it just wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. So I was more like, I watched Sherlock, 
not all the seasons because yeah. like the last season came out and I was like, eh, I'm over this. Yeah. But I did watch Doctor Who until the twelfth Doctor. So I watched through Matt Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Love Fantastic. Love yeah, him. I watched Doctor Who. It came up on my TV one day. It was just like on BBC America or something like that. Yeah. I don't want to check this out. Right. Yeah. And it was the old man doctor, like after Matt Smith, I think. John. It was. Oh, uh, yeah. Hurt. Isn't it? No, it's no, not, it's John, not John, Hurt. John Hurt. It's, um, it's fuck. someone I'm, else. But yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking and about. And I was like, this, I might as well start this from the beginning. And that's like how I got into it. And I skipped the first doctor. Oh, of, you like, didn't the watch Chris No, I like, I watched some of it and I was like, all right, I'm over this. And then I just skipped right to David Tennant. Tennant? Oh, he's my favorite. Yeah, he was I love him. Um, I watched Supernatural, I think up to season nine. Wow, that's commitment. Yeah. That was a binge when I was in college during winter break. Um, I start, actually, I remember when I started Supernatural because I think it was the New Year's Eve of 2015, maybe. Mm -hmm. And both of my sisters had gone out because they were both over 21. And I, my parents went to bed at like 11. I was sick. So I went to bed at like 10 and at, I finished the first episode and I looked at the time and it was midnight and I was like, oh, 2016. <laughs> okay. And then I just hit next and that's how I started my 2016. Nice. Maybe yeah. that's why 2016 was like not the greatest years because you started it with. I mean, it was almost my prime. cursed 20, us all. 2015, 2016 was like my prime it was when I was in my best shape. Uh, I was living with my best friends in college. Like, it was great. And then I fell uh, and fucked up my foot again, and it all just went downhill. That was the year of my second <laughs> surgery. Holy shit, that was five years ago already. I'm oh, I don't like that. I'm getting too old. Yeah. I, I, 2015 was a good year. I like 2015. Uh, 2016 was, like, okay. You graduated high school in 2015, right? Yeah, I graduated uh-huh. in 2015. Um, but then 2017, 2018 was perfect because 2017 is when I graduated and also Reputation came out by Taylor Swift. (laughs) And then 2018, I got my first full-time job and got to go and see Taylor Swift on tour like three times. Yeah, I told my friend about that and she's like, oh my God, I'm jealous. It was so good. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I could go back to it instead of being in a panoramic. Anyway, your book. I'm traveling. We got really off track. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, this will be like a short episode because I only have five page of notes. And if you've read this book, I have actually no trigger warnings because this is two weeks in a row. Who is this? It's not us. Not Bookaholics Anonymous. Did we even intro this? No, we we didn't either last week. So this is Bookaholics Anonymous. I'm Francesca. I'm Alicia. And I'm talking about this is how you lose a time war after 20 minutes of us bantering. it's all right i don't know when to shut the fuck up (laughs) but yeah this book is very interesting i read it twice because you know what i had to get a master's just so i could read this book (laughs) (laughs) the authors are just too smart for me honestly (laughs) that's how i felt editing all of those journals when i was working where we both worked yeah yeah i was kind of just like what is the latin word like i yeah yeah i get this yeah but it's um yeah it's very it's interesting it's it's about these two it's a story about two post-human women so that yeah i feel like the one character is like kind of human or humanoid but they never really explicitly say it so are we on planet earth no. Okay. So So this is like the evolution of the human. Like we went from apes to humans. No. Like it, no. Okay. So, so this is an alien. No. Okay. Listen. You have to you have to listen to my my I'm asking questions. You have to listen well I'm but I'm gonna give my like okay, little okay, intro okay, okay. spiel first because then it would answer all these okay. questions. Okay. Ignore me. So their their name is Red and Blue. That's like their code names. They have actual names, but we never find them out. So they're just called red and blue interesting is there one that's white red white and blue uh-huh, no there's only <laughs> we actually really only learned the name of like four characters in this whole book honestly makes everyone's life easier honestly yeah true and they're uh they're both on either side of a multiverse spanning conflict where either side is trying to rewrite history to make sure their side is the only possibility yeah so basically it's very this is why I, I was telling Francesca earlier, it's very contrived because there are multiple different like realities going at one time and they talk about constantly going up thread and down thread, which is like 
upward through time or down through time. And our reality exists in this multiverse, but there are other... Oh, that's... Okay, so there are multiverses where I am married to Chris Evans. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. I, I bet it. we have beautiful children. I'm sure. We would. I was an adorable baby, and he looks like that, so... And you're both tall, so you would have tall children, we which could is probably We could honestly probably have our own basketball team honestly i love that for you i mean actually no maybe not because i'm not athletic he's very athletic so our kids will be like average right i was gonna say so at least my our kids will be able to run the mile unlike i was able to so <laughs> i never you know ran what mile, that's already so. given a, giving them a leg up in the world yeah so right they so. should thank you so so <laughs> red and blue are both top agents for their respective sides the the um, red side is like, it's there. She's, I don't even know how to describe it. There's a word for it, but I didn't really understand it. But they're like very technological. And red is like described as like kind of this like android being. It's never like, it's never explicitly said she's like an android. But there are parts which I'll, I'll go into when we get to them that make me think she's definitely like part robot. <laughs> How okay, else? Bucky Barnes, come down, yeah, literally. <laughs> so, red is like on like the technological side, and blue is on like the humanity like side. Okay, so this is really like iRobot. Yep, kind of. Okay. okay, it's very similar. So they're both top agents for their sides, and uh, have become kind of jaded by the conflict, um, but are still committed to their cause. They, they meet on this post-apocalyptic battlefield in the future. When Blue writes Red a taunting letter, kicking off a correspondence between the two. So this, uh, the thing about these letters is that they're oftentimes written kind of like unconventionally. And it's kind of confusing, honestly. Like in the book, it's very, it's a very poetic book. It's very, a lot of prose, you know. Oh. So oh um, they're, the letters are written in, uh, in knots and bee string stings and tr- rings of tree trunks it's very a meta in that way and I, I don't really understand how they can get the letters through these things but that's how it's described in the book um okay yeah so we re- we never really find out why this war is happening <laughs> and find out overall very little about the whole world as this book focuses mainly on like character and character growth and development it's kind of like a character study in that way okay yeah so we which do, I kind of prefer. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I do love a good plot. Yeah, but I feel like it's easier to do a a character study well than a book that focuses on plot well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, especially like when I was reading The Queen of Tearling, my yes. eyes started to kind of like glaze over with the world building. Right, it's necessary, but you don't need to describe. Yeah, everything. Right. So like sometimes I prefer a character just because it's easier to digest. Yeah. And I feel like um, I just better can focus on characters than like world building. Yeah. Because it's like a lot of new information at once when it's world building. Yeah. And character studies, it's like, OK, I know what a, a person is. Yeah. You know, like. Like if you, I wish like authors would just be like, OK, now imagine Game of Thrones <laughs> a little bloodier. <laughs> A little more technological. And then I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's right. get to the story. Right, right, right. I feel you there. Can we can we just do can we start doing that in the future? Just right. related to a movie and TV show that everybody's <laughs> seen. So we can all just, okay, I have a mental picture. Let's get to the meat. Right. Yeah. I would support that because I, I feel like that would just make things flow easier in my in my brain. Yeah. Rather than being like, okay, let me build this building brick by brick in my head as you are writing it. No. I do right. not have the patience for that. My Vivance does not last long enough for that. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah, in this book, it's just mostly focused on these two characters. And it's very weird because there is, like, expositional elements mm-hmm. to it. They describe, like, throughout the book, they, they visit, like, Genghis Khan, Julius Caesar, the Pilgrims. Mm-hmm. It's, like, major historical events kind of like that, but it's really not the focus of the book. Yeah. You kind of have to learn to, like, read those things, but not, like, try to, like, analyze it or digest it too much because that's not the main focus of the book. hmm So, we... So, there are letters, Red and Blue's letters, start off as a way to, like, needle each other. It's kind of like... 
they're they're enemies, obviously, because they're on opposite opposing sides. And they're the best on each side. So they're kind of just trying to, like, throw insults at each other. They make taunts and jabs at each other about thwarting the other side's plans. Um, Red writes in one letter about a bomb threat that saps Blue's side from meeting with a doctor that was doing research that they needed. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the research was for because, like I said, you really don't find out a lot about this war and why it's going on. But that's, like, the kind of stuff they would do. They would just, like thwart each other's plans <laughs> so things start to change when blue is on assignment to steal something that would lead to that reality's distrust in technology okay so red finds her and instead of turning her over to her leader she basically like lets her go while stopping her from stealing it so she's like kind like half doing her job half like being like you know, I kind of like this, like, rivalry going on. We're just going to, like, keep this going. But I can't let you, like, totally win this thing. Yeah. You know? So she also, um, Red also jokes in her letter, because he's just, like, told, the book is very weird, whereas it, like, has these, like, um, like, expositional parts, and then it goes into a letter. Okay. So it's, like, half letter writing, half exposition, maybe even more letter writing than exposition, mm-hmm. honestly. So in her letter to Blue when she's talking about this incident, she jokes that she laced the keyboard Blue was using with poison, which I kind of found was, like, funny because Red is, like, an android, so, like, humor doesn't, like, come naturally. (laughs) (laughs) So it was funny because also Red is learning how to write letters because, obviously, she's a robot. Yeah. (laughs) They don't have, like, that kind of mannerism. Yeah. So she's, like in this letter like is learning about postscripts and she's like oh p.s i i laced that keyboard with slow acting poison pps just kidding or am i (laughs) ppps aren't postscripts fun like (laughs) it's so so like quirky like the like when you teach your grandma how to like yes use the computer it's literally exactly like that i love that yeah so after this the notes get a bit more like familiar and friendly in blue's next letter to red um, she remarks on Red's worry for her well-being in the last letter. This is a direct quote. A charming concern for my well-being. Are you trying to recruit me by dear Cochanel? Which is like uh, a artificial red coloring. Yeah. Like they use very like weird endearing phrases for each other. Like I think Red calls Blue, oh my, my dearest indigo at one point. Oh my God. Okay. And it, yeah. And then they use like a hex code for Red once. It's like, oh my God. it's very like weird endearing. Like, phrases so red starts telling blue about her her side of the time war and in turn herself she says she prefers read receipts to letter writing and that while she doesn't need to eat she enjoys it anyways which is what makes me think she's a robot yeah like yeah i don't know it just that makes sense right so this is a quote from the book it says, I don't, I, about eating, I don't need to. We grow in pods. Our basic knowledge flashed in cohort by cohort, nutri- uh, nutrient balance maintained by the gel bath, and there most of us stay, our minds flitting, disembodied through the void from star to star. We live through remotes, explore through drones, the physical world, but one of many, and uninteresting by comparison, uninteresting by comparison to most. Some do decant and wander, but they can sustain themselves for months months on a charge and there's always a pod to go back to when you want it so like oh so she really is like a robot yes is this um a series no it's one book oh in the book it's like 200 pages it's very short is this self-published or traditionally published? no traditionally this one like like the nebula award which is like a wow. sci-fi award yeah that's just surprising just based on like the length of it that it was picked up by a publisher i know it isn't it i was surprised too but it's very, like, I can understand because it's very, the prose is, is very pretty. I do like it, but it requires a lot of upper level thinking, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I had to read it twice. Yeah. So this leads, this is what leads me, obviously, to think she's an android, even though there's, like, some debate on that on the internet with people who've read this. But mm-hmm. I think it's very clear that she's, like, part robot. Yeah. Because she doesn't have to eat, like, I don't know, whatever. Steal something. Maybe it's just I. Yeah. She just goes to a gas station and puts it in her belly oh button, gosh. and that's how she. Could you imagine? <laughs> she like opens up like the hatch. 
And you're just driving in your car and you look up and there's just some lady standing there with a pump in her stomach and she's just like, waves at you. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, what? You'd be like, uh, okay, I'm going to keep driving. <laughs> so Blue reflects, Blue reflects on what Red just told her in her letter while in Atlantis, much to her chagrin. She does not like Atlantis. In her, her letter, she laments about how much she hates Atlantis in any iteration. Atlantis is real. I don't think so, I but mean, that's it's why it's in the Bahamas, right? But this is like you know different realities. Yeah. So, but she like laments about how much she hates Atlantis in any iteration, any form. She's like, I just hate it here. It's terrible. It's bound to to just sink in any form. Um. So she ends the quick note by pondering on inst- on how instead of being sociable, she is driven by like hunger and objectives. So red. No, blue. Oh, okay. So, like, you can already tell there are some, like, similarities between the two, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, makes, it like, you know, that's probably why they're the top of each side. You know, yeah. they're the top operative. In Red's next letter, she talks about how who su- her superiors, the, the commandant, um, is starting to get a tad suspicious. But she continues to, Red continues to try to throw them off her, you know, trail mm-hmm. of this communication with blue red talks about how she loved reading as a young girl like comic books and in fiction and that this concerned the rest of her pod who insisted she read philosophy and meditation guides all right yeah i know i was like um i guess so but to each their own everybody has their preferred genre right so overall red expresses like a deep loneliness and wonders if blue feels this too Red starts to wonder if she's being watched and starts feeling paranoid that she hasn't been careful enough with this whole exchange mm-hmm. with Blue. So Blue then tells Red that she doesn't know if she's, if she's lonely and she focuses so much time on work that she doesn't have time to think about being lonely. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting because Red is supposed to be the android. android. So she's supposed to have like little to no feelings. Blue is like the human and is on like the human side, the humanity side. And she's like almost has like less feelings than Red does. Maybe that's intentional. I think it's intentional for sure. I mean, it's a great flip. Right. It's a great juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I found it interesting, especially when I reread it the second time. (laughs) (laughs) But Blue tells Red that she sees much of herself in in her even though her side repulses her like red side repulses blue Mm -hmm. she sees the desire to be a part in red and understands um and sees that she wants to understand who she is without the rest of her pod yeah the next time blue jumps through the time multiverse She sees Red in danger of being killed by a lion, and even though she's worried it's a trap meant to, to test her, she shapeshifts into a wolf and saves her. There are a lot of problems with that. <laughs> um, first of all, I don't think a wolf could take out a lion. I don't. To each their own. I think an elephant could stomp one out, or like a rhinoceros. A wolf? And then the shape-shifting. Yeah, this, I literally, when I was reading this book, highlighted it and added a note. I'm like, did she shape-shift? And then, like, a page later, they, like, literally confirmed that she shape-shifted. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> um. <laughs> what in the Marvel Cinematic the universe, universe is this? <laughs> this, is gonna, this is, like, the plot for the next Spider-Man movie with oh my Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, even though Tom Holland... <laughs> Like, denied that's happening. Yeah. He's clearly gotten his coaching in. He's not <laughs> spilling shit anymore. I know. Rude. Like, uh, okay, so she's a shapeshifter as well. Apparently. Human evolution is very interesting. It, in this book, for sure. Okay. So, Red thanks Blue in her next letter, and she, um, because she's become very in tuned with Blue's steps in the time thread... Um, and, like, her, her, like, signature as she moves through, like, the time helix, whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> um, even though she didn't see Blue in her, like, 
human form. Mm -hmm. She knows it was her who like saved her life. So she gives her a letter that like doesn't destruct after Blue reads it, which is how their letters have been going so far. They like self-destruct after they read them. So then there's no no trace of it behind, you know? Like I said in the beginning, they're like delivered on like bee stings and tree trunks. So like I don't know. Those are like but yeah, so they like destruct after you read them, but this one doesn't because Red Note is like very thankful and is like a it's like kind of like a token and a favor because if Blue wants to like fuck Red over, she could just hand the note over to like Yeah. She could hand the note over to her like superiors and like Red would be marked. Yeah. So So that's interesting. Yeah, it's very it's a interesting concept. <laughs> Um, Red becomes even more paranoid now that someone is watching her. She's constantly checking over her shoulder for the, uh, uh, commandant. She's scared to even think Blue's name as they have ways to see into her thoughts, obviously, because they are a pod. Oh, I do not like that. Mm -hmm. This is some chaos walking shit. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't even read chaos walking. I just saw the trailer with Tom Holland and Nick Jonas. So I know what the concept is. Right. But... Yeah, don't like that. It's very eerie, creepy. Do not like this at all. I would be in prison for the thoughts that I have. So, <laughs> you would. <laughs> like of all people, I would be in prison for some of the shit that I've thought of. So, oh my gosh, maybe don't do that in the future. So, in their next couple letters, Red and Blue express their like mutual appreciation for each other and how their attachment to each other has really grown. Because, like I had mentioned before, neither of them really have like friends. They are not really close with their coworkers. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm feeling the vibes I'm picking up from this is like they are the they're each other's like source of human interaction. Yeah. <laughs> human being the operative word. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so Blue is now in Rome at Caesar's uh, assassination and is asking around if any of her colleagues have ever felt followed, which I found like all sorts of hilarious because literally in the background, Caesar's getting like straight up stabbed and murdered. And like, Brutus right. is just as cute as Caesar. We should all just stab Caesar. Exactly. Um, and I wrote down blue, but I feel like this was red for some. I feel like this was red for some reason. You, well, you were talking about blue being at the. Yeah, I know. I wrote that blue is at uh, in Rome, but it could have been red. I could have just like mistyped this because, like I said, it gets very contrived and, you know, confusing at times. Yeah. But anyways, one of them is at Caesar's assassination. So, like, yeah, in the background, like, Caesar's just, like, getting stabbed. And they're over here, like, yeah, have you ever felt followed? Um, yeah, because I did. Anyone, Anyone? else? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> no? No? Caesar? Um, He's, like, Caesar? screaming in the background. Ah! <laughs> and then you've got, like, Green over here who's, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no. So confused. And then, like... Brutus comes over, and he's like, yeah, I have. Orange is like, who have you been talking to? You know what? Is this, like, Among Us? Yeah. Oh, my God. What Among Us fan like... fiction? Oh, shit. <laughs> We're on to something here. Yo. <laughs> AOC's about to pop out of the woodwork. She's like, hey, guys, on her Twitch account. Oh I my love gosh. AOC, so I don't love her. Me, so. Oh, my gosh. I'm, the more I'm reading this, I'm positive this was red, not blue. I'm positive. Okay. So her colleague, yeah, definitely. Her colleague says that if it is the, the commandant, um, what is there to worry about? Because they're all interconnected. So like, who cares? Which I was like, okay, that's concerning. But anyways, we're just going to gloss over that. <laughs> exactly. So she... Red writes to Blue about this concern in her like letter, and Blue responds that she hasn't been worried about being followed since the beginning of this exchange, and is sure she's not being followed, but she'll ask around to see if anyone on her side is following Red around. Okay. So, besties helping besties! Ooh! <laughs> Red determines that she is being watched, whether it be in reality or all just in her head, however you want to take that, that's like literally in the book how it's described well all in her head if she's in an interconnected pod then maybe they're like looking in her head yeah maybe you gotta listen this is why i don't trust ai alexa over there alexa off (laughs) 
She's always listening. She is. She's she literally the other, yesterday she was just she would just start talking and we we're like, what? Bitch, I didn't call you. Like that's, <laughs> Francesca keeps looking over at her Alexa just to make when sure. When I didn't live with my parents and I would come over and my my mom got my dad Alexa, I think for his birthday or for Christmas or something like that. Last year, every time I'd come over, I would unplug her <laughs> and then laugh while my dad tried to get her to turn on. But then he would turn plug her back in. And then before I'd leave, I'd unplug her again because I don't want Jeff Bezos or anyone at Amazon knowing what my conversation is. Even though I'm not doing anything illegal or anything, I just don't like that other people have that information. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, don't trust anything. No. Not even Hey Google. No. Nothing. So maybe that's why Red is feeling that she's being watched. And she just does not want to put Blue in this danger. And so, she doesn't even, like, dare to think about her. But she's, she still tells Blue in her letter that she, like, is dreaming of her. Ooh. Interspecies universe romance, perhaps? <laughs> intergalactics time traveling lesbians what a concept oh my god i can feel what's her face ruby rose all over this on the sci-fi <laughs> network i don't have a fan cast for this so you know what i would she could be blue ruby rose yeah, yeah. for sure who do you think would be red that's hard who would be like kristen stewart interesting not my first choice but those are two great lesbians or are they bi? I'm pretty I sure that Chris, Ruby Rose is gay. I th- I'm pretty sure Ruby Rose is gay, but I'm pretty sure Kristen Stewart is, is bi. bi. Yeah. yeah. Or pan. Something like that, yes. Yeah. So that would be an interesting to... Laura Dern, I already cast it as the commandant, by oh, the way. Oh, love Laura Dern. Yes. She can do absolutely no wrong. Right. No, she can't. She cannot. All. No. Have you seen her daughter's TikToks? She's adorable. I love her. But then anyways, that's our fan cast, I guess. Yeah. We'll get okay. to it. There's another character that we'll also have to fan cast, but she comes in later. So okay. just I'll be prepared. Yeah. I, I know plenty of actors. Well, yeah, I don't I know don't. them, but I know of. <laughs> good. Actors, good, good, good. So Red sets off to catch this shadow that's been like trailing her and she sets trap, is doubling back on her path. She catches her shadow, the shadow by the wrist at one point, but the shadow shakes her and gets away. So that's great. Know what I think of when I think of like a shape shifting shadow that follows you? What? This is going to be really niche and really embarrassing for me. Twitches too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's like yes. a shadow that follows one of them. And it's because it was like the murdered uncle that's like following them. Plot, like spoiler. But that's what I think of when I think of shape shifting shadows. So Blue writes to Red that she thinks of, she thinks of her when she sees red things. Blue wants to make her tea or lunch, just be like overall very domestic with her and expresses that she trusts Red and misses her. Oh, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Uh-huh. She also tells her about how she almost died as a child because someone seemingly like deliberately tried to kill her by like poisoning her. And she like mentions that the blues side gives poison to their like their side so then they're like immune to it you know Mm -hmm. but this one wasn't like a typical one so she felt like someone was trying to kill her so oh very suspect so red's response to this letter is to tell her about how she longs to hear her laugh and see her smile this letter is where red admits that she loves blue oh she says um this is direct quote when i think of you i want to be alone together I love you and I love you and I want to find out what that means together. So that this feels very intimate. I feel like I'm invading some people's <laughs> privacy right now. Exactly. Um, should I see myself out? <laughs> Maybe hit skip 30 seconds. I'm, I'm going to let you guys have a moment. Yeah. Just <laughs> cover my eyes, cover my ears. Cause I'm listening to this book. True, true, true. So, so unfortunately red gets called into the commandant's office, Laura Dern's office. Love and, Laura Dern. and she is nervous i would be nervous too because laura dern oh my god i'd be trembling exactly crying exactly so apparently the commandant doesn't take form unless she has to which gives her this totally like creepy omnipresent vibe oh, i do not fuck with i don't like that yeah so red side is in bad shape 
and the commandant has noticed that Blue is a dangerous member of the opposition. Mm-hmm. She's number one target, you know. She also noticed that Red and Blue's paths have been crossing ever so slightly up and down the time helix. The commandant thinks that Blue has been grooming Red and wants her to convert, like wants to convert Red to her side, to mm-hmm. Blue's side. So she wants Red to pretend to play into this ploy and in turn kill Blue. Oh, sis. Yeah. Yeah. So it's getting messy now. <laughs> Ma'am. Ma'am. I so, mean, it's Laura Dern asking me, I'd do it. Yeah, true, Ooh. true, true. True. Maybe we need someone more scary than Laura Dern. Oh, who? Angelica Houston? Who? Oh, no, 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 I didn't hear you. Angelica Houston? What is she in? She's the mother from the Adams family. Oh, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That would be pretty, like, terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. Laura Dern is pretty terrifying in Big Little Lies in the second season. But, like... She scares me. Uh, I just think of Jurassic Park with Laura Dern. <laughs> Ellie is such a sweetheart. I True. Can never... can never say no to her. This has become a Laura Dern pod, uh, fan podcast. This is a Laura podcast. Dern fan cast now. <laughs> fan podcast? Not a fan cast. Fan podcast. Fan cast. Fan podcast. Okay. So, Red gets a letter from Blue telling her she loves her back during this all, like, Uh right after. Blue, while this is happening, is meeting with the leader of her side called Garden. So that's the other one we're going to have to cast. Okay. Is this another woman? It's another woman. They're all women. They're, like, no men characters in this book. Oh, love this book. (laughs) I just was noticing that as I Notice how, like, this book hasn't been, like, as severely problematic as, like, most books we've read. Yeah. You know what? Surprisingly, this is written by a woman and a man. It's co-authored. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I know. Love not, that. Not mad about it. I'm not mad about it either. No. So the garden, um, our garden has, is congratulating Blue at being successful in her missions, being like the top operative. Mm-hmm. However, garden thinks she's in danger because she's been leaving her like signature because she's a little flashy. <laughs> Can't blame her, honestly, if you're that good. Yeah. Might as well flaunt it. And... Garden wants to embed her. Excuse me? Yeah. Like, she wants to... I Basically, what I'm taking from that is, like, she wants to take her consciousness and, like, wipe it and put it, like, into another, like, human being. I don't know. It's oh, very Oh, I weird. went in a totally different sexual route with that. So, ignore me. But... Okay. Embed her. Embed. E-M-B-E-D. It's like embedding a, in like okay, a link. Okay, well, that I didn't know. I just heard bed and was like, oh. <laughs> so. So basically she wants to like kill her off. Kill her off and put her in another person. I guess so. That's what I'm taking. Okay, but so I can now we're wrong. getting the host from yes. Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, vibes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. So. Blue convinces her that doing that would make them lose ground in the war. So Garden instead sends her on another mission up thread. Okay. So Blue gets a letter from Red explaining that her leader is on the brink of finding out their relationship to one another and that they already know far too much about Blue. Red tells her that they expect her to write a letter proposing to meet up so that she can defect. Yeah you know fake defect um so she tells blue to not read the next letter she sends and that they'll they'll go their separate ways for like a year and then they'll like meet up again Mm -hmm. this kills red but she's willing to do anything it takes to keep blue alive red blames herself for not being smarter faster or better than her you know commandant yeah in the end okay so blue decides to read this next letter Dumbass. And go to the meetup because if she doesn't, Red Superior will know that she's been tipped off and suspect Red. And so Red will be fucked then. Yeah. So she consumes the poison Red sent with the letter. Dumbass. Mm-hmm. Red arrives. It, is this a Romeo and Juliet shit where she dies and then Red kills herself because Blue died? No, but it's very, it's similar in the way that like, Red was like, oh, I'm sending this letter. Don't, like, read it. I'm doing this out of love. And Blue's like, no, I'm going to read the letter and, like, take this poison out of love. Like, similar. (laughs) You leave the space lesbians alone. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let them be in love, Francesca. Oh, I just think love ruins everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, like every book where they like they're in love, but there's a conflict. They just both of them either end up dead or one of them ends up dead. Someone's always upset. Like, why can't they just be fucking happy? That's not realistic. Okay, well, I don't read books for the realism. Actually, that's a lie. I was going to say, that's a fucking lie. You read way more nonfiction than I do. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, Red arrives too late to save Blue and is furious. She's mad at herself. She's mad at her side. And she's mad at the fucking world. She Blow it up. Exactly. She finds a letter in Blue's hand with Red's real name on it, which she's like, I don't know how you could ever have this name. Like... But whatever. After staying by her her side for a few moments, Ride grabs the letter and books it out of there because obviously she can't be caught there. Yeah. Because that would not be good. So Ride reads the letter and suddenly the seeker, who is like the shadow that's been following her this whole time. And I didn't mention this because it's very confusing to like include while you're telling this whole story. Mm -hmm. But the seeker comes up every time they mention in like the exposition that they had just read a letter. Okay. Like and destroyed it. They'll okay. be like, oh, the seeker comes and picks up the ashes or whatever. Okay. Like it's very meta and like confusing in that is this, way. It's third person, right? Like it's an omnipresent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Narrator. Yes, yes, yes. So in in the letter, Blue explains to her why she had to do what she did and that she had to just like protect protect red mm -hmm. after this red spends a lot of time wandering around aimlessly visiting places because blue would have liked them or did like them mm -hmm. she's just very heartbroken <sighs> she has no sense of purpose until looking at a painting something triggers her to think back to something blue said in her letter mm -hmm. which is i wish i could go back up thread this is when red pulls all the pieces together from this book. They've sprinkled pieces of each other throughout time and space and dimensions. There's a chance that she can save Blue. So she sets about retracing their carefully crafted steps. Okay, so, and this is a direct quote. Red finds water in an MRI machine in an abandoned hospital and drinks in a temple abyss. Red gnaws fallen bones. In a grand computer's heart, she peers through optic circuits. In a frozen waste, she slides a letter's splinters into her skin. She takes them into herself, adapts, finds all the missing, missing shades of blue. So those are all references to things that blue um, and she like and she had done throughout the whole book. Oh my god, does she turn purple? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just thought, like, if she's ingesting all these parts of blue, that she's going to become a completely hybrid own universe shit. But okay, go ahead. Are you, like, picturing, like, they have, like, the colored skin as, like... Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I love that. It's so much easier to, It like... is, it is. Okay. I don't blame you. Okay, so she's not actually... Well, if she's, like, an android, she can actually be red. I, yeah, it's true. You, you got a point, you got a point. Okay, so she's and then not blue actually... And like then blue is, like, avatar shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> oopsie, oopsie. That's my bad. Oops. So she, uh, Red finds out that she's the one who poisoned Blue as a girl because the poison she gave her is meant to only harm Blue's kind since Red is, um, Red's side is immune to it. Mm -hmm. So she's really giving Blue immunity to the poison that's supposed to kill her at the end. And she's the only one who... And she's the one who writes Blue's last love letter, giving her past self that clue to set off this whole discovery. Oh, okay. So Blue isn't actually dead? No, no. So um, as she's doing this last task, Red gets caught by the Commandant and put in a holding cell. They take her out, question her, and ask how she did this all. But of course she refuses to tell them because yeah. she's like, fuck you guys. Um, they ask her why she's doing this, to which she responds that some things are worth more than winning. <laughs> When she okay. gets, right. When she gets back to her cell, she sees an envelope waiting for her. Obviously, it's from Blue. Oh. Are you guys crying? No, I like feel like I have to sneeze. Oh. And I don't want to. <laughs> so in the letter, it says, okay, so it says, I made you and you made me. There's still a war out there, of course, but this is a strategy untested. What would Genghis say if we built a bridge together, Red? Suppose we reached across the burn of threads and tangles, cut through the braid's knots. Suppose that we defected, not to each other's sides, but to each other. 
We're the best there is at what we do. Shall we do something we've never done? Shall we prick and twist and play the braid until it yields uh, yields us a place down thread, bend the fork of our shifts into a double helix around our base pair? Shall we build a bridge between our shifts and hold it a, a space in which to be neighbors to keep dogs share tea? It'll be a long, slow game. They'll hunt us fiercer that, uh, than they've ever hunted each other, but somehow I don't think you'll mind. I've bought you five minutes to bust out. Instructions on overleaf though I doubt you'll need them. I don't give a shit who wins the war, this war, garden or the agency. Towards those shifts, uh, towards the, sorry, towards whose shift the arc of the universe bends. And maybe this is how we win, Red. You and me, this is how we win. Ooh. And that's the end of the book. So that's how it ends. That's how it ends, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love space lesbians. Space lesbians. Space lesbians. But yeah, it's a... It, what a mind twist, let me tell you. Like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's just so... It takes a lot of brain power to just put all these pieces together and, like, they use a lot of vocab words that I do not have in my <laughs> vocabulary at all. So... <laughs> do you think that with the success of this, the authors will write a sequel or...? I don't think so. I think they're going to leave it at this. I did hear this got picked up for a TV show. I don't know what network, yeah, Well, Netflix... Hire us for casting. Yeah, lesson. We've got great ideas, clearly. Let us know. We have to cast a gardener, though. Yeah, I know. Who do we think? Well, I mean, like, what was, like, her personality type? Well, she's really only, like, brought up in that one, like, one or two scenes. Like, she's oh. really not brought up that much, but she's not as, like, like cold and calculated as the commandant is where like, octavia spencer octavia spencer i can get behind that i, I love octavia that. spencer that woman is a saint like i who played <laughs> this is her so... or yvette nicole brown love her i'm watching community right now so like she's oh she's off. fantastic i can yeah. see her for sure who's the like the voice actor who played the uh the in moana like the the green Giant lady. I don't know, but I feel like she could do it too. <laughs> the green giant lady, the bad guy? No, the... she turned she's not like the bad guy. Well, she she's turns like the good. island. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I feel like she could play it too. Hmm. Honestly. I thought you were about to say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I was like, well, that's a whole oh, uh, man, issue. so yeah. Um wow, that was really interesting. It is quite something to read. That's yeah. hence why I had to read it twice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But that's uh, that's it. I mean, it was only a 200-page book, so I was like, when I was doing my notes, I was like, I hope I can at least crack, like, 50 minutes because <laughs> this is uh, a short one. Yeah. Well, no, it was good. It was, it was good. Wow. That, like, just, like, hearing you tell it, I would not be able to read it. <laughs> my yeah. mind would get to page five and be like, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> it's very confusing. I It helped that I, like, I was listening to it on audio, but I would also follow along in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, when I can, because like I would listen to it sometimes when I was working. But if if I didn't do that, I definitely would have missed some of the key parts. Yeah, it's so confusing. Hmm. Did you hear about Army Hammer? Another one. This is going to be a reoccurring. Closing oh yeah, Army yeah. Hammer. Um, the one like where his he... wife basically came out and like confirmed, like he's like she like kind of knew, like she didn't think it was true, but like she kind of knew he was like kind of sadistic like that. And I saw a TikTok of a girl who was like, you know how they always do the different people are like, here's my ratings for celebrities that I've met while well, hostessing. Or like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One girl said she was working as a waitress. And I saw that one. She said that he complimented her co-worker's neck. Yes. And someone duetted this mm. and was like, this is not aged well. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and one of his exes came out and like said that he wanted to like harvest two of her ribs to eat. Yeah, I think I saw that one. And that they just found, like, three dead girls where he was, like, working. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if, like, he actually was? Like... I can't. That would be fucking crazy. That's and nuts. his, like, p- his PR agency dropped him. Yeah, we talked about that last week, but yeah. Yeah, I just, like, it's all does not going well for the dude at all. Dude, like, every- 2020 is not his, 2021 is not his year. No, no, it isn't. No. Also, new T-Swift album in a- on April 9th. Yeah, let the me tell you. album drops. I have been listening to Love Story Taylor's version all day. It still makes me cry. It makes me feel like I'm back in 2008 in middle school again, which... Love that. Con- conflicting feelings because middle school was middle school. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's fantastic. She it sounds exactly the same as the original, but it's not Big Machine. Exactly. Which is important. It's so good. I can't wait. I've been debating whether or not I wanted to buy merch like for the past two days. <laughs> uh, I might actually like because I have Apple Music. Yeah. But to support T Swift, I might actually like buy the album. Oh, my heart. Like when it ha- when it, the whole album drops. Right. I'll buy all the re-recordings because yeah. I, I have the original ones on CD because I like to buy her CDs. Yeah. But now I have to have the re-recordings on CD as well. Because yeah. If anything, I, I have, like I said, I have the Apple Music. I have all of her music on there. So if anything, I would just buy, I would actually buy the re-recordings because I never paid for music in college because I had Apple Music and right. Spotify and things like that. But I feel like, given everything that's happened with, like, Big Machine and that stuff, like, I yeah. would want to support her this shitty. way. People are shitty. Yeah, people are fucking garbage. And know who's at the helm of it? A man. Two men. Two men, yeah. <laughs> two too many. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited for that. I'm What I'm really hoping, I'd lie and Permanent Marker Oh, yes. Are- Francesco's been hyping them up i mean i love them too i remember like google like youtubing X those is in the shape do, you do not want to get tra- trademarked careful it's not re- it's not released i know but it's on youtube it's technically hers it's not released anyway yeah true because it will be exactly released. i used I'm to hoping, youtube those songs and just listen to them so i'm hoping for dark blue tennessee that's like the one i really want Mm. so bad i'd lie was like my gym in middle school like I've i mean ever had my heart broken before but like true. i was 11 so i've never experienced true heartbreak <laughs> true i i listened to forever and always way too hard for someone who had never been in a relationship yeah right <sighs> i'm like fuck you jojo it's just yeah, kidding literally. but then i go and buy his yeah. music so it's like, and listen to much better <laughs> yeah much better is a banger i don't care what anyone says so you can find us on youtube and youtube uh, you cannot find us on YouTube. Anywhere. No, we are not on YouTube. We are not on YouTube. Absolutely not. Uh, this, I have a face for podcasting. So. <laughs> Mood. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bookaholics Pod. And you can find me on Twitter at HBI Cheska and on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13, or on Storygraph, Alicia Reads. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye. Bye.